and we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's been waiting. He's been waiting to do that. Very um, patiently. I mean, that intro song is very hyped up. So it like gets yeah. Like, I can so in context, I can see Ross right now on our platform, and it's just I just get so hyped when I hear the song. I don't know why. It's like a yeah. little beat. But. It, it 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 does hype us up when we see when we can like it's at least see each other um, on yeah. video. No one can can see us, um, but the, I mean the audience <laughs> yes. can't. But it definitely helps being able to see one another. Um, yeah, Danielle and Luca aren't on the podcast today. There are a few technical issues that they're dealing with. Mo and I are the only ones that have copped mics as well. Um, but we're getting serious. Boys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the sound's better than last so week. What are you saying otherwise, Ross? How is the F1 today? I know you're a big fan of the F1. Yeah, F1 was good today. I literally just watched sport the whole day, to be honest. Watched you a watched bit sport of the, the whole weekend? The what do you mean? Yeah, the whole weekend, You had the yeah. Arsenal-United game yesterday. Yeah, that yesterday. was beautiful. That was, that was uh, horrible. That was paid, like, for me. I paid like 12 pounds to watch my team get ass whipped. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's like, the, to be honest, like I told, I told even my family members, I'm going on loan to Barcelona for the season, yeah. for the remainder of the season until the United actually get their shit together. But yeah, anyway. And you can come watch them here, bro, in Barcelona. Exactly. See, this is big brain mentality. Big brain mentality, bro. But you can watch the thing is what's quite nice is like obviously I you can't watch I can't watch multiple games at a time like I'm I just don't have the time to do that but I started watching on Twitter highlights so BT Sport I know it's like I remember we spoke about this earlier that they only have it accessible to people in the UK so you can actually yeah. watch like clips of the like <clears throat> clips of the game like the actual like kind of like highlights of the game which is quite cool like I was actually sitting there watching so I turned off my <laughs> i turned off halfway through the match because i just once it went like to two no i was like you know what screw you this. lost then hope big, i lost hope then big boy Bro, ronnie, always give hope and then ronnie actually saved us there big boy Ronaldo. Yeah. and then i actually turned off before the third goal came and i watched the third goal on twitter highlights and i was just like honestly this is just depressing it's a joke and you guys yeah. are very into f1 i'm not really that much into f1 but i saw um they do offer the highlights on Twitter as well. Yeah, Leclerc one today. But um, yeah, speaking of Twitter, I mean, Twitter's, we, you and I, I think are the main two people in our friend group that use it a lot. I think Briggsy and Danielli, um have started using it more. But the tweets that we saw today from Elon were quite interesting. I think today is like perfect timing for this podcast, speaking about Elon and, and the whole Twitter takeover bid. Um, yes. he, said, he, he said earlier this morning, I think there've been three or four no, like notifications that I've got today on Twitter and they've all been from Elon. And the first thing was he said, moving on and straight away I sent it to you guys. And I was like, guys, seriously, on the day we're going to do this podcast, has he just announced that he's leaving the Twitter takeover bid? Um, so we were like dwindling about that earlier. And then afterwards, what did he do? Mo? <laughs> he did something <laughs> he Elon would do. The, okay, so this guy is like quite a complex guy. Like, I like the fact that he's like a man of the people. He doesn't take himself too seriously in some senses. So he actually like put out a tweet of a, an emoji of like a pregnant guy next to Bill Gates. <laughs> and I just I actually cracked up laughing because it's something that he would do. Like, yeah. I've seen it. He's publicly done this to a lot of other people, like a lot of big names like whether it be like actresses or something like that. Like he's probably yeah, he's not afraid. People. He's not afraid. Well, but to be honest, when you're the richest man in the world, richest yeah. man alive, you are not afraid of anything. 
It's yeah, as simple as that. Also, I think it's just, it goes without saying that I think that's his personality and he kind of just wants to make Twitter a platform for people like him. <laughs> he, he acts like such a normal guy and such a, like a commoner in, in, in a is. way. He is a commoner, but he's the richest man alive at the same time. And I think that's why he's got such a huge following. Um, yeah, he's our South African boy. He must know the Pretoria vibes. boys. The guy yeah. is Mr. Pretoria boys high. But now he doesn't even like us anymore. Yeah, you know, he's, I can tell he's you now, <laughs> But to be fair, if he did come to South Africa, like, do you think South Africans would be receptive to having the richest man alive there? But you see, the thing is, our economy in South Africa is very unstable. Like, that. So it's very like a 50-50 yeah. coin toss. It's, it's funny because I, th- I think when I speak to most of my classmates and the people that uh, like are involved in markets and obviously follow markets. When we speak about Elon, no one really knows that he's from South Africa. It's kind of like similar to Roger Federer. Federer's mother is South African, so he's got like South African blood. Oh, yeah, damn. she's South African. Um, and I always like brag that Roger's like partly South African because I love Roger. Um, and Elon is South African. I mean, he was born there. The he motherland, went to, he baby. Went to high school. Yeah, there's a, there's some there's some talent and and some some famous people that are born in South Africa, but he, most people don't realize that he's actually from there. So I, I don't think it's actually like a big deal. We can't really brag that Elon's South African to many hey, people. I will brag that man. If he was born there, he even went to Pretoria boys high. I will say he's South African. That's the most everyone. South African school out there. As well, exactly. You don't get, know. is it an African school? I think it is. I mean, Pretoria is pretty Afrikaans. I don't know if it is like Afrikaans speaking only. But, yeah, I but I'm, so I'm talking about back then when he was in high school. I would assume probably, it, is, yeah, it was an Afrikaans school. But the guy is, he's been very active in terms of being vocal on the Twitter, like outlook, like on his, on his perspective. Like he yeah. says that Twitter is failing in terms of free speech. Like I remember a while back, he put a poll up yeah. on Twitter <laughs> about like, about this whole free speech thing. Like, I can't remember what he said. He, he said that is, uh, like, is Twitter failing at, failing its role as being free speech or like it, it, having like this role in a democracy, saying that basically Twitter needs to act as a, as a platform for free speech in order to fulfill um, its ambition or maybe his ambition for it to be democratic. Um, so fulfilling this democratic pur- purpose and obviously the the vast majority of people um, voted in favor of Elon's view um, because he's just so well, like well followed. And I, I don't know, he, he has this impact. He's a very influential figure. He's a yeah, very he does. influential figure. People and, listen to what he says. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. I mean, I, I can't just brag about Elon because there are a few things that I disagree with, like going back to kind of what, how influential he is. He's had a big impact on markets. Um, yeah, that's and market like price manipulation action. thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, as much as we think it's market manipulation and the SEC haven't really gone into they deep have. investigations. They've no, warned him. No, they've warned him, but it. they haven't, they haven't done what is really necessary. I mean, let's be honest that anyone else kind of does it who doesn't have that power and isn't directly involved in possibly like as an investor or i mean he owns companies and he's the ceo of multiple companies but i think he is he's definitely lucky um to have have not had any action taken against him um and but you see the thing is which is like which i find is amazing regarding this whole situation even going back to what you said 
he is a man of the people. He gives the people what they want. Like he tells, yeah. he literally says, like the man was tweeting for fun about Doge during like quarantine time. I think this was also during last year when it like peaked out. I mean, not yeah, like when it was the top part of the whole Doge army behind him. Yeah. But people treat him, like treat his word on Twitter as like gospel. Like they're actually, they follow it to a T. Like if and, I can tell you now, if he, yeah. if he said everyone jump, Everyone will tweet, how high, Daddy Elon? (laughs) (laughs) That's classic. It's true, though. And he said that part of his Twitter scheme, like in his takeover bit, is that he wants to start, I think you told me this um, the other day, is that he wants to start charging a subscription and people must pay for the subscription in Doge. It's just, it's literally (laughs) like Elon does what he wants. um, And I, I just find it staggering, to be honest with you. Um, no, but, but yeah, this guy here, he's got a, he's got his vision of what a social media platform should be. Like the one thing which I do agree with is he wants to remove bots from it. And yeah. I'm not talking about like normal, like I'm talking about tweeting bots and commenting bots, like yeah. bots that are actually portraying to be a public figure. Like I've seen a lot of phishing scams come out on Twitter where people will post a link and it'll say Elon Musk's name at the top. And it will basically say, make 10,000 pounds in two hours. Click on the link. For the everyday person that's not clued up on, it's not that easy to make money. And the person, like for the everyday man who hasn't seen that type of money in that like short amount of time, will be, it'll play on their thoughts and they actually will give it a go because they think it's an easy way to make money because Elon Musk tweeted about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get what I mean? And that's yeah. why I kind of like his stance on removing the bots feature. Well, yeah, he, and he tweeted, he said exactly what you're, what you're talking about. He said he vows to defeat the spam bots, spam bots or die trying. And obviously that's one of his key goals and like and visions for for making it a free speech movement um and and reshaping it the interesting thing is that he wants to we'll get into like his whole bid and and where it's at right now but he wants to reshape twitter as a private company he doesn't believe that the company can um be restructured in a way that it can yeah yeah, exactly that it can achieve what he wants it to achieve or at least make progress as a company um when it's publicly listed um, but which do is you think? But do you think if he does take it private, he will he take it private, restructured, and then publicly listed like a few years later down the line? I mean, I think is that yeah, a possibility? A of something he could do. Yeah, it's a great question. I think definitely. Um, in terms of what the economics and mechanics behind LBOs are, um, because he's he's taking out a large chunk of debt to to acquire um, to acquire Twitter. A lot, a lot of the time, private equity firms will take out debt by the company. Um, refurbish it was Morgan the Stanley that's backing him, right? Yeah, they, they're his advisors, like the leading advisor. There are lots of other, uh, lots of other banks involved. Okay. BNP, Paribas, Barclays, Bank of America, uh, Mitsubishi, they're all involved with regards to the, the funding of it. But normally that's what the, these private equity firms will do is they'll, they'll refurbish the, the company, change management if they, if they think it's fit. Well, to like put so. in like a puppet CEO. Or, or just if they feel like management's not fulfilling its purpose or they're not achieving what they could achieve under current management, they'll make, they'll make adjustments. Um, and then, yes, exactly. In, in a few years or however long their time horizon is, they'll then either sell it to another company privately which is always a possibility, but because of Twitter's size, possibly unlikely. Yeah, it's a bit. Um, it's, a, it's very big to be all publicly listed. 
or publicly yeah. listed, in which case Elon doesn't have to publicly list 100% of the shares. If he if he buys all 100%, he could just go in five years' time or something, list 25%. Um, I'm telling you, this guy is playing 4D chess. Do you know he was... It was in an SEC report that he was actually acquiring shares from like, I think, January. And yeah, he's sitting incredible. at a 9.2% stake. Think about it. Why would we not... Well, how has nobody heard about this over the last yeah. few months that he's slowly been acquiring shares? And then as but, soon as as soon as soon they did hear about it, what happened to the share price? It went up they like started, 30%. Yeah, and, the, and it incredible. dumped because of their Q1 results. Remember, it dropped like yeah. 20% earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, all the social media platforms like Pinterest, um, Snap... Twitter. Snapchat actually no, Snapchat did well. Bounced, no, was no? that okay? Yeah, in quarter one, in quarter one, but in quarter four, so like in the annual, in the the twenty twenty one results, it did terribly. Yeah, but Snap okay. heavily surpassed Q one expectations. So yeah, they did go up. Um, but I saw earlier today as well in terms of the bid that went through, it was like forty three billion dollars. That was the yeah. initial bid. I don't know if it's changed, no, but I know the board that. was going full defensive mode just to try prevent him from taking it. But yeah. on that note, I saw today in the last 24 hours that the that the board is actually going back in the next 24 hours to go review the bid that he initially made. Yeah. So I mean, we don't. It's exactly what's what's apparently happening. We don't know the details behind uh, exactly why they're reviewing the bid. Possibly they've had a change of hearts, or Elon's restructured something um, behind the behind the scenes, because so we can go back to why the like the stance that the board had i mean so much has changed in the last 12 hours even um it's crazy but initially like yeah they've adopted so, a thing called the poison pill strategy isn't that yeah. where if elon reaches or any any big investor <clears throat> in twitter if they reach 15% yeah. of ownership of shares that it allows it like triggers a certain clause that allows everyone else to buy all the other shareholders to buy Twitter at a cheaper price, right? Yeah, exactly. Is that, that correctly? Dilute, yeah, hundred percent. And that will dilute Elon Musk's um, sharehold share, uh, shareholding in in Twitter. Um, so but there is yeah. a way for him to get around that, or is he stuck in a corner there? Yeah, there, there are ways for him to to kind of sidetrack or, or um, avoid. The, the poison pull tactic. I mean, there's two ways normally that that people go about it. The first way is he he actually played with the idea. He tweeted something about a tender offer, um, <laughs> and like with I think he was like tender me baby or something something funny <laughs> with like two two musical things on the side, uh, two musical emojis. But basically, what a tender offer is is he'll tender the shares of Twitter. So um, go to the shareholders, the current shareholders, and offer them to buy them out. And if the, the the shareholders agree, then basically those those shares are bought by Elon, um, and the board can't stop it. But there are other tactics that that the board could um, could come up with. But normally, a tender offer is as hostile as it gets. It's super super aggressive um, for Elon to do that. But you see, the that. thing is, even if the Twitter board, I mean, to be fair, he did threaten the Twitter board. He said if he came into power, if he took charge of the company, none yeah. of them are getting their bonuses. Yeah, <laughs> All exactly. their salaries are getting wiped. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy is, he's thrown some pretty hefty threats through. Like he's sent yeah. basically like a warning shot that there's, that there's a new sheriff in town basically. Yeah, but he also, so the other way is, is he could go to the shareholders and the shareholders could speak to the board to get basically demand that the poison pool is revoked. Uh, that's another way for them to do it. But speaking of the board, I think what's interesting is that 
Elon initially was offered to, to be on the board of Twitter and his, the initial reaction was that he was going to take his seat on the board. Um, I'm sure they had as well. Yeah. I mean, they would have had private discussions behind the scenes, surely before publicly coming out and saying we've offered Elon this place on the board. And then all of a sudden Elon rejects it publicly. I mean, that's kind of like a slap in the face. it, It is, but think about him as a person. He likes to be in control of every single detail to ensure it's exactly as he visions it. Think mm. about it. He's the CEO of three different companies, Tesla, SpaceX, boring company. And he owns like a, a few other companies like Neuralink, Hyperloop. This yeah. guy is innovating the world of tomorrow. Like yeah. he's got his vision of how things should be. He is, I would say, one of the smartest people at the moment around. No, I mean, 100%. you can't deny that. No, you can't, you can't deny You can't deny that. But that's but, what I'm saying in terms of him being... I'm not saying he's not a good leader, but I'm saying he wants to be in control of every single thing. He'll, if he does take over Twitter, if he does, he'll put himself as a CEO and he'll be sitting amongst a short list of other people who are a CEO of more than three companies, more yeah. than two companies, I think. It's very rare to see that. But do you yeah. think he can withstand that much pressure? I think that there's lots of people behind the scenes that support Elon. I don't think he takes this all on, like takes this on all on his own. Um, notoriously, people have said that working for Elon is actually very difficult. But I don't know what kind of sample size we're looking at there. But as we're a person, at Tesla employees, <laughs> yeah, Tesla probably, bro. I mean, SpaceX looks so. It, I mean, the developments that they've made. I watched a documentary the other day. I think people, like a lot of the audience, would really enjoy it. It's called Return to Space. Um, pretty much about how Elon's SpaceX has made massive movements in the, in the space exploration industry after it kind of shifted to more this privatized. Um, it's it's. But more do you know behind the now. scenes that they're actually doing Series B funding or Series C funding? Who SpaceX? Yeah, yeah, they're looking to get more. They're looking to get more equity on board. I mean, they do have deals with NASA, but the funding in in space exploration is is crazy, man. And well, it's endless. And, like the, yeah. the possibilities that it could achieve is endless because considering he wants to build a whole civilization on another planet. This guy must really hate the world and South Africa specific <laughs> for him to go and build a new civilization on a new country. I mean, a new, on planet, a new planet. Yeah, there's, but those, those possibilities are endless. And I think that's the thing with Elon is the possibilities with regards to what he can achieve and, and what kind of goes on um, in his companies underneath him are, are endless. And I don't know if we could call him an amazing leader, but he's the way he, he surrounds himself, himself with winners. I'm yeah, sure. And, and the, I'm sure he does, but the way he portrays himself to the public is what creates this huge following that he has. And that more often than not gets him his own way. And that's why he can come out and say, I'm buying Twitter. And like a month the after. The public like him because he's like, a, I, would, I, would, I don't want to say a modern day Robin Hood, but he's what a Robin Hood represents. A man yeah. of the people. Like, yeah. <laughs> with the whole Doge thing he was doing last year, and I think it was also beginning of last year is when he started, the guy, he influences markets. When yeah. he tweets, Tesla is too high IMO, and then Tesla shoots up 20, 30, 40% from there. Like, it's just, it's just crazy to think that this guy actually holds this much power in his tweets. He can yeah. literally move a single market. With one and, tweet. And it's been, it's been quite recent. He's a very influential figure. 
Yeah, he has. And his influence over the last few years, since COVID, man, like ever since COVID hit, I think his influence has just skyrocketed. Um, and I was kind of skeptical of Elon at the start, just like I was skeptical of, of cryptocurrencies. Tesla. Um, and Tesla, yeah, Tesla. I, was, I had a few, a few um, short sales. But they've been Tesla. breaking records. Yeah, one went my records. way. And then, um, but I also wanted to bring up that an interesting development as well with the whole Twitter takeover and, and with regards to like Elon and his whole, well, we can call it like an empire, is that he wants to start, he's been advised to start his own holding company and he's called it X Holdings. Um, but which would, basically, would that be like a parent company which would own Tesla, SpaceX so and all these other companies or like kind of like Alphabet? Yeah, so I think it would own all of his equity in those companies, um, for sure. Uh, okay. a- acting as like a parent for for his own equity, um, but for tax purposes or no? I think I don't think it's for tax purposes. I, I know that one of the main reasons is for the Twitter takeover bid. So he's he's basically mm-hmm. formed three X Holdings um, under X Holdings itself, and X Holdings one serves as a parent that's overseeing the transaction, the, the, the takeover bid transaction of Twitter. X Holdings 2 is going to merge, potentially merge with Twitter and be used to purchase its outstanding stock, common stock. And then the final one is <laughs> basically used to help, is going to be used to help fund the transaction, um, which the SEC <clears throat> actually reported in its filing of the, the whole takeover. So that's, speaking of how it's funded. That's an interesting thing, actually. It is. Like, I mean, I it's been fully was... documented. But this guy here is playing in the big leagues. Like, you are the richest man alive. You can afford to put a, I think it's a $43 billion offer. That's putting where your money where your mouth is. Like, yeah. this guy He's- is actually playing in a different league. Like, there's a lot of people, like you said, he will have advisors with him if they do take it private. Like, you got, I always forget this name and how to pronounce it. FTX is CEO, Sam Bank. Friedman, Bank Friedman, whatever his name is. He yeah, is we need Sally to fact check this. We need Danieli to fact check us. He's our yeah. fact checker. But basically, he's on the he's the CEO of FTX, one of the one of the largest crypto exchanges. And he even said he's on board for Elon Musk to take over Twitter. And he even offered to assist with his yeah. resources using blockchain technology in terms of integrating to Twitter. And I think that would solve a lot of the problems, I think in terms of interoperability in the taking it into a web 3.0 kind of phase where preventing the bots from coming on and yeah. making the payment system integrate doge which is what he wanted to do like and it i don't know if it would help censorship but i know he even still said in an interview that they he can't remove censorship because at the end of the day you don't want to open up twitter one day and see beheadings pornography and hate speech like just lying around so there are laws yeah. that he'll still have to abide by. But I think he was also very, I don't know, like I think this is, to be honest, in my opinion, justifiable with regards to Donald Trump. He's, he was against it of the banning of Donald Trump on Twitter. I think he suggested as a feature going forward that he wants to add a timeout period instead of a permanent lifetime ban. Yeah, I you mean, get the me? whole... Yeah, the whole the whole Donald Trump situation, I think, is a good example of where he he wants to change or restructure kind of the rules surrounding Twitter um, and making it a platform for everyone to use freely. Um, but I also 
I mean, some of the things that I, I, I think, I, I mean, I brought it up earlier is some of the stuff that he does tweet just has controversial, it has a controversial impact on other people's lives. And I think he needs to be more aware of some of the things that he does say, even though a lot of the stuff that he does say is relevant. Um, and <laughs> He's a savages guy, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, he is. And, and that's why I think he's contra- like people don't know whether to love him or hate him. But whether you love him or hate him, he's he's going to be around for a long time and he's going to have a big impact on um, on social media, it looks like it. So... Yeah, but that's why he no wants. To, that's why he wants to take over. He wants to make it free for all kind of thing. But the thing is, which I don't understand with regards to the Twitter bid, like okay, so he brought on Morgan Stanley and a few other institutions to kind of back him and advise him. Yeah, Twitter brought on Goldman Sachs, who have a price target of thirty-five dollars or around there. So that and they called Elon Musk's bid under, uh, undervalued. If no, I'm well, well, he said that it wasn't. Yeah, so it didn't meet the intrinsic. It didn't meet the intrinsic price that that they set for it. So it was too low. The price was too but, low. But that contradicts the entire statement because they had a price target of thirty-five. He offered it at like I think forty-five dollars a share. Yeah, well, once again, he exposed them. He exposed them. He publicly. exposed them. Don't worry. He actually did. That yeah, was amazing. He exposed them. Yeah, that was he, amazing. He full on tweeted a picture of the 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 Q. The, I think it was a quarter four report, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, but you see, what I like about this whole situation is I understand Twitter's hesitation. Like the price is down like forty percent from its highs of like eighty dollars. Like, yeah. And if you turn back the time and you look, I think Twitter themselves before the Q four results came and when it started its whole downtrend that they are expecting it to go back to the highs because they've integrated a new system now with like a tipping feature on creators. Yeah. So basically, if you like a creator's post, you can tip them. Or if you want to get included in the group, you can tip them. It's a cool feature. But it's a cool feature. And I think they were actually thinking about integrating the Bitcoin Lightning Network into it to bring in so people can tip in cryptocurrency. But, and I think they'd get a clip of the fee of if someone tips. It might be very minute, like possibly like one cent per tip if you know what i mean yeah but it's makes- the it's the whole idea of what they're trying to create to save their to save themselves and to save their quarter going forward yeah well that's what i think i think twitter i mean as a personal user of twitter it's my favorite platform social media platform um just mm-hmm. based on like the information i can get um and just the way that it works to be honest with you the ease of use and its usability i think it's way more useful than the other platforms Oh, 100%. Uh, the other social media platforms. And that's something that's interesting is if Elon does take over, who's to say that Twitter doesn't branch out into other kinds of social media platforms or maybe makes acquisitions of, of other platforms um, like we've seen with Facebook acquiring um, WhatsApp and TikTok and Instagram. Um, they, they do own those companies, correct? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And Google owns YouTube. I think Twitter... There's no reason why Twitter, when it goes private, starts to make, um, like, take on this acquisitive strategy um, to grow. But it depends what they'd want to be growing in. Maybe they'll acquire a company that'll help with the payment systems. For but, example, like, yeah. uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to say crypto company, but I want to say maybe they'll acquire a payment company. I don't want to say Stripe because it's a pretty big company. Elon still but owns. Something similar. Yeah, I mean, Elon. Elon started PayPal, so I don't think there's any reason. I mean, he's not going to acquire PayPal. Um, at least I don't. Maybe think Maybe he'll so. integrate it into the platform. Yeah, he could. He's st- wise. Yeah, he he still owns the 
the x.com url or, or, or something like that and apparently like the fact that he still owns that um might have like, some like significance significance but i think um that other than payment systems if he adopts an acquisitive strategy it would be if other companies aren't following suit or other social media platforms aren't following suit with creating a free speech platform or, or kind of making social media more inclusive and and less censorship but in a good way like destroying the spam bots and all that stuff then he might go on an, on an acquisitive the acquisitive route well, um, it's certainly an interesting thing like i spend hours on twitter like number one i trade so all my news comes straight there that and yeah. bloomberg is sitting right next to me you've got your live squawk coming straight in with the up-to-date news in, like I wouldn't like to see in real time because obviously those institutions will get it in real time, real time. We'll get it maybe like a couple of second delay, but we still get the news. And that's like, for me, that is a big bonus. I spent hours on Twitter, especially in the DeFi space. All good projects in terms of DeFi and crypto are found on Twitter. Everything regarding that. Like my, one of my friends from Germany, they he literally uses Twitter as a like in terms of like gospel, in terms of finding new wow. DeFi projects. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. It's, but that's the, what it's I find so interesting useful. about Twitter. But that's why I'm a big fan of not only Twitter, but Elon Musk's vision of it. Because I do I do agree in terms of the bots. It's a bit excessive. Like you get bots spamming accounts, like big accounts, where it kind of it kind of waters down the posts, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. I like to go and read some of the comments because you might find hidden gems in there. And mm-hmm. then you'll see, follow Ava Trade. You'll make 10,000 pounds in two hours. And you'll get like 50 of those comments under the post. And it actually waters it down. It makes it so like annoying for me that I don't even want to go and look at that anymore. Yeah. So then, I mean, that's a good way. That's kind of speaks for Elon's vision is that he wants to make the platform more user-friendly and less frustrating for its users. If those spam bots are annoying you and making you not want to use the platform, then I suppose they're not, they're not good for the platform themselves. Um, but Twitter's engagement in terms of Elon Musk's account is wild. Like, yeah. go, go actually like scroll through his posts. Go look at his likes. Go look at his comments. The guy is influential. Like, you have to give it... I can tell you now, the reason Twitter is... Like, the Twitter board is actually considering his um, his bid, I think it's because he put social pressure on them. He's definitely yeah. put social pressure on them in order to definitely. get his way. With, with a guy who's that influential, the richest man alive and the man of the people, who's putting that much pressure publicly on public figures as well. But that's why he's, he's so smart, man. Like That's one of the reasons why I just think he's such a smart guy is because he uses that, his following... To his, to its full like advantage, yeah, to, well, his advantage. to his strengths, um, and he he basically, I mean, how did he sell his Tesla shares? How smart was that man? He goes on Twitter, he says, "Should I sell ten percent of my Tesla stake? Any to any pay CEO, my taxes. exactly <laughs> to pay my taxes? Any CEO who goes and sells their shares, any insider uh, transactions made by board members, CEOs, CFOs, if they see on Bloomberg, if if an investor sees that there's been big insider sales, the stock is not going to react well. But it actually Tesla, shot up after that. Well, it's because he's so smart. He, like just the way that he did it, um, he did it in a very smart way. I think. In order oh, to dump 100%. his shares to create liquidity, 
for yeah. even if it was taxes or you never know. Maybe it was he was planning ahead in terms of the Twitter bit. For the Twitter bit, yeah, 100%. So apparently... This guy, I'm telling yeah, you, is playing appar- 4D chess. <laughs> apparently the Twitter bid, uh, the equity that he's using, which is $21 billion, um, of his own equity is coming of from... Of his own his, money? Yeah, it's coming from his Tesla bonus that's coming <laughs> up. But we'll see if that's the truth. I read that somewhere um, after their quarter one results were released uh, and the stock price smashed. Did you see this about story. Justin's son? Sorry to like butt in there, but no, I think no, it's like, no. quite a relevant post. Yeah, so this yeah. guy here, he, Justin he owns Sun, Tron, founded, no? yeah, he founded yeah. Tron and he publicly said, whatever Elon Musk offers for Twitter, I'll offer more. See, the thing is, I don't, yeah, I remember Daniele went to go fact check this and Tron's market cap is sitting at like 6 billion. Yeah. You can't compete with the richest man in the world, especially an influential figure. People are still getting used to cryptocurrency. So I don't I don't want to say they look down on crypto billionaires, but they don't hold them in the same standard as they do a regular billionaire. Yeah. Well, I think personally, after hearing that, I think that one of the the strategies that um, the board maybe not the board did the board may not have done this, but one of the things maybe they is, put it on their track. Yeah. So I mean, a good way to kind of get rid of a hostile takeover is to find someone who's willing to offer more money and they don't necessarily have to take over the company if they make a bid. Um, but that's a defense strategy that could be, that, that is an option um, for board members is to find um, someone. An who, alternative who, offer. Yeah. An alternative offer. Cause if Musk doesn't want to increase the bid to beat Justin Sun's bid, supposedly Justin Sun's bid. Supposedly. Yeah. Then, um, then he can't purchase the takeover of the company. But yeah. So but those defense I, strategies, I think, would you rather have Elon Musk or would you rather have Justin Sun? I mean, like, I'm not re- saying it's just dead, dead right between the two, but like Justin Sun is very much crypto. That's it. That's what he does. He founded a crypto company. That's well, look at their track well record. Who, who would you go for on their track record? I don't no, think you, you'd go for Elon Musk, but that's the thing. If you're trying to fend off one and now another dog is coming to take a bite out of you, yeah. you can't, you're going to have to do so many different things to fend off both. So they'll probably go with Elon. That's why I think he's pressuring them. And I think Justin Sun came in literally just to kind of push it in Elon's favor. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he, like, could've. he kind of said it's basically like a public shout saying, "Do you want me or do you want Elon?" Yeah, he could have. Like Elon. So yeah, he that's could've. just my take. I mean, there's so many endless possibilities with what could go down and what could happen in the next few days, weeks. Um, I don't think it will. It will last. Like, I think there will be an agreement at some point reached possibly in the next few weeks. Uh, whether that goes through, we'll have to see um, something interesting for the audience to take note of. If, if there is an agreement between Twitter and um, and Musk, let's oh, see what Twitter's happens. Twitter's going to rally. Well, yeah, let's Twitter see what happens to the share price. Twitter is going to run. I'm telling you, I'm, you, everyone can hold me accountable for this. I will buy Twitter stock. Because if, yeah. if it's going to follow the same trend as... Tesla, different companies, I get that. But in terms of the hype mentality behind Elon Musk owning companies, I think this one is going to do the same thing. Yeah, if but, he actually takes over as CEO. But if it goes private, just gonna, then you can't okay, own if shares. If it goes private, yeah. If it but, goes private, but, but, even pre, but even pre coming off, so even when it delists, if it, comes, if it becomes private, is he offered, I think, the, the, the intrinsic value that he offered at was around $54.00 fair value per share i think okay. per share yeah around there don't don't at me on that but i think that kind of brings it close to what he's offering 
Um, and currently, I think what's Twitter at, Mo? I think forty two dollars, forty It's still that high, bro. It was. Do you know when the market was falling on Friday? Yeah, the Dow was down like two percent. Nasdaq down like one point eight. And Twitter is up 3.9. Okay, yeah. So, he's creating but, a beast here. No, well, it, it's it's largely to do with the fact that he's made this bid. I think it, theoretically, the price of Tesla, uh, the price of Twitter should be at whatever Musk has offered. But there's yeah, there's basically the strategy that that hedge funds use called a, a merger arbitrage, or like in this case, it's an acquisition. And this company, t- Twitter's share, should trade at at uh, $54 but due to the the possibility of it failing the market underprices it um so if mo oh i'm make, gassed yeah i'm gassed i'm so, gassed for this for him to actually take over and change social media like a so, big platform that i'm a fan of yeah. into something so, more of a kind of like a way to stick it to other people i like it yeah. i like the whole I like, the, like the prospect. Yeah, I like the so prospect. Is of it, Elon yeah. is Elon at the wheel? Oh, hundred percent. Like, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know if he'll be a good CEO of Twitter, but I think he'll install a puppet CEO followed by a board of advisors, like the FTX CEO and stuff like that. I think he'll bring on people. He knows how to follow up and build companies. That's what he does. Yeah. PayPal. You mentioned it earlier. I don't know every other company that he's had, but I know he's had a few good ones like Tesla, SpaceX. He's crazy, man. He's he's building something. This guy wants to go to the moon. Like he wants to go to Mars. He wants to (laughs) the Mars, whatever it is. This guy wants to play in a different league. But and he is. He is the richest man on earth and he wants to beat everyone else doing it. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's it's crazy that I mean we keep saying the richest man on earth, but the economics behind it all is not something that really interests him, which I think is incredible. Because last thing before we wrap up is when Elon started uh, PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, he he sold his share in PayPal and he said, "What's next? What's next for me?" Went to Tesla went to SpaceX, invested all his equity in those companies, almost went bankrupt because SpaceX failed. They launched three times in a row. Yeah. Um, and Tesla was struggling due to the financial crisis. And, and now they're made, leading space travel. And, and now they're leading space travel and he's leading electric vehicles uh, with Tesla. So I'm telling you, you just I have think, to give him time. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big Elon fan. His personality is a bit questionable sometimes, like in terms of his emotions. But I do think he's someone to actually pay very close attention to in terms of being one of the most influential figures like that we're possibly going to see in history at this point, to be honest yeah. with you. So Twitter might be the leaders of social media, but let's see what happens. And um, that there's so many endless possibilities, but it's been a pleasure kind of talking about this topic. Um, it's yeah, been I actually enjoyed it. This is a good one. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> this is like an original debate we've had. Yeah. But been, anyways, guys, thank you for, for listening. Us. And we're out.